Hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge, Trim to Staple Podcast. And let me be one of the first to say Happy New Year's. Yes, this is our first queue of 22. And I'm very sad to say that I will be going solo again because, believe it or not, Janine's not able to make it. Janine was having some car trouble. She also, her store's been really busy because of uh, gift certificates and all that kind of stuff here. It's quite a bummer, but we are going to be kicking off 22 solo. But not all of it is bad news. We just had a record month. December, we had over 1,100 downloads. I just have to say thank you guys so much for all the support that we've been getting. And because we've been growing pretty much exponentially the last couple months, we're going to be doing some brand new features for 2022. And first of all, we're going to be kicking that off today with listener questions. So for the last couple months, we've been getting DMs and comments and things like that. People want to know different things about not just the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge or the Trim and Stable Podcast, but also a couple different questions questions, you know, about how we could do different things that we do. So we're going to pick three every month and we're going to answer those questions. Uh, So if you do have any questions, definitely go to Instagram and Facebook, which is 125 Roller Coaster. Actually, we now have a Twitter, 125 Roller Coast, and just DM us and ask us some questions. If you have some comments, you can put those on the trendandstaplepodcast.com. Every month we want to answer three new questions and that's how you're going to do that. Now, the second thing we want to do that's new for 22 is we recently did a crossover with another podcast and we had so much fun with it that we're going to actually start about once a month the Break Run Conversations. And basically what these are is we're going to be talking to some YouTubers. We're going to be talking about some other coaster people. And we're going to be talking about different aspects. I know one of them we want to bring in my friend Vince, who is a huge Six Flags Great Adventure connoisseur. And I'd love to talk to him about that when we start talking about that park, which will be pretty soon. So we want to try to do this. So if you are a podcaster or if you're just a really big fan of amusement parks and roller coasters, or if you work at one, please also DM us over at our Facebook, Instagram. We love to talk with different people. And the other thing I definitely want to mention is people really love going to our Instagram and doing things with the poll. So we want to, starting today, we are actually going to have the roller coaster of the day. I take so many photos. My profession is actually photographer, and I take so many photos that it's time to start sharing these photos. So every day we're going to, you know, basically pick a roller coaster, pick an amusement park, and we're going to do one, two, maybe three photos just so people can, uh, you know, check out what we've been doing. We got some great shots of these amazing uh, roller coasters and amusement parks and we want to share those so that's going to be starting today and then at the end of this month in january because we're now in january we are going to be doing our rankings so if you're familiar with last year we did our bottom 25 roller coasters we call it ouch and then we do our top 50 roller coasters but we break them into two segments and one of the things that we're looking to do is we actually started a youtube channel yep just go to youtube type in the search 125 roller coaster really the only thing there currently is our podcast and there's no visuals so those are kind of boring but yesterday i actually went to hershey park and we actually have some, uh, you know, some footage there from there. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. This is a cue. But what we want to do to start off with is one of our listener questions. And the first one I want to talk about is, we get this one a lot, how can you guys afford all these trips? I would be the first one to tell you that myself and Janine are not independently wealthy. So there are a couple things that we learned over the last five years that really help us out when we do these coaster trips. And the first thing is season passes and memberships. So currently, we actually have 
have the Platte Pass with Cedar Fair. We also have the multi-park pass with the SeaWorld parks. And uh, that was actually brand new for this year because we are going down to Florida a lot more. And we always love Busch Gardens of Williamsburg. Then also Six Flags, they have memberships. I highly, highly, highly recommend these memberships because it kind of really softens the blow on the um, the pricing right up front. Now, I'm somebody that most of these parks now, uh, well, also we have our home park or Hershey Park, which is every year we kind of debate, are we going back to Hershey Park? Are we not going back to Hershey Park? And we, I usually end up doing it. I know next year Janine's not doing it, but I know I probably am, mainly because of what I did yesterday. Here's what I do. So with the Platte Pass, I buy that straight out just because I don't want to really deal with that throughout the year. Uh, same thing with Hershey Park. And uh, actually, Bush Gardens, too. I kind of try to pay them all right up front because I'm not a big fan of having the rotating uh, monthly fee all the time. The nature of my business, being a wedding photographer, I have busy seasons and then I have flat broke seasons. So sometimes it's tough to actually scrape together that 30 bucks out of your budget to actually cover the uh, Six Flags passes. But we do it for Six Flags. We don't do it for the other parks. All the other parks, we kind of buy those right up front. Now, the other thing that we do that we definitely save money on, and especially with Six Flags, is the meal plans and the drink plans. So with the meal plans, I know Six Flags now tries to get you to have a membership kind of um, added into your membership is a meal and drink plan. I actually buy that right up front every year. I do the uh, multi-pass season pass uh, when it comes to the meal plan. I don't want to keep on adding on to a monthly reoccurring bill. Uh, with my business, I already have advertising that comes through every month. I also have uh, Adobe as a photographer. You need Adobe. Well, Creative Cloud, you can't buy the program anymore. You actually have to keep giving them money every month. So I have so many of these monthly charges that the only monthly charge I have is just the uh, Diamond Elite VIP passes for Six Flags. Everything else I buy in full. So what we do is uh, we always do the Six Flags meal plan, mainly because Devin's up there in Buffalo and it's very good for us when we're driving just to stop in at Six Flags, grab a bite to eat, ride a couple coasters. It actually saves us some money on that. Uh, We also do the um, Cedar Fair meal plan there, the multi-park plan. But with them, they give you an option of the drink cup or just going up there with your pass and getting a cup every time. And we actually do the second option because there's been so many times that I've gone to Six Flags parks on a whim and I don't have my drink cup. And I, I literally have, I think, eight or nine membership drink cups from Six Flags, mainly because every time I go, I forget them and then they give me another one. So I really actually enjoy the Cedar Fair drink plan that they have where you just show your pass and you get a cup. And then Bush Gardens, I actually have not done a meal plan because it's we go there four or five times a year, but not enough to really justify that. I usually hit a Wendy's before or after. And then Hershey Park, we do it, but the Hershey Park meal plan for us is kind of really not great. I mean, most of the stuff on the meal plan, uh, unless you're going Going to Moe's or if you're going to the barbecue place is pretty much just pizza and burgers. So uh, we're not going to do the meal plan. There's actually a Wendy's if you're familiar with uh, Hershey Park. Right outside the park, there's a Wendy's and a Red Robin. So if you need something, just go to the four for four at Wendy's. Save yourself some money there. Uh, and then the last thing that actually helps us out with costs 
is the first year we did the 125, we kind of just went to the closest hotels. Well, after the first year, I basically stuck with a hotel chain. We actually use uh, Holiday Inn Expresses is kind of our go-to. We also do some stuff with Wyndham. What that does for us is we get a lot of discount rooms. And over time, that really adds up. I know for my Tampa trip, I actually did not have to pay for a room because it was already paid for with the hotel, uh, with the chain. We had all these extra points and stuff. Yes, we are not rich, but if you think about it, if you add up all the um, passes for these chains, really the only thing that comes out of pocket during the season for us is the smaller parks like the Sea Breezes or the uh, Isle Wiles and stuff like that. Knobles doesn't even have a pass. You just walk right into the park. So those little things, they really help us out. All right. So let's talk about what we did for the last month. And to be honest with you, until yesterday, we did Jack Squat with my business, uh, September, October, and actually bleeding into November is very busy for wedding season. So I was pretty much every weekend, pretty much working weddings or Photoshopping weddings. This time of year comes on there, the weekly, the weekdays are pretty much eliminated. You know, they're only weekends only, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the reality is I was doing uh, one or two um, weddings a weekend. So I really didn't get a chance to do much. And Janine, she just opened up a boutique. So on her end, she really didn't get to do much there. But yesterday was a slightly rainy day. And I actually said, you know what? I'm going to actually use my Hershey Park Pass one last time this year. And I went to Hershey Park and I'm so glad I did uh, for numerous reasons. First of all, to a shock for me, I got there around four o'clock. They opened at two. I was pretty much able to do a station wait three times on Candymonium. It was kind of dark too, so that was kind of nice because that was kind of a night ride that if you're not familiar with Hershey Park, they really, really, really cut their hours this year, which made it almost impossible to actually get night rides because by 8 o'clock, they were closing down the park. So it was good to actually get some night rides on Candymonium. Also, the lights uh, Candy Lane, uh, Christmas Candy Lane with Hershey Park, they do an amazing job inside the park. If you go to our YouTube channel, yes, this is a free plug here. If you go to our YouTube channel, channel 125 roller coaster i actually uh did about a five minute video on a new section they just came up with which is called treeville Uh, if you're familiar with hershey park this is actually pretty much they used to close off the entire water park but here they actually opened up a section and they have all these nicely decorated trees uh by far the best one i thought was the hershey bears tree where they actually stuck a goalie on the top of the tree so if you're interested in seeing that uh please go to the youtube channel you know check it out there it's very raw This is not up there with Airtime Thrills. It's not a Coaster Studios. It's not even uh, Molly and Legend. You know, we are really, 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 really raw with this. It's something I'm just starting to learn about. I actually reached out to Airtime Thrills today because they actually let you do ride footage. You can actually copyright free, so you can actually use their stuff. And I'm thinking about maybe doing that for um, Ouch and Simply the Best uh, episodes. So that way, when we do the podcast, we're going to have a system one there with uh, POVs of the different coasters that are actually, uh, you know, made our top 50 or bottom 25. So Hershey was fantastic. One of the biggest shocking things about Hershey was the line at Wildcat was a full queue. Now, if you're familiar with Wildcat, if you know anything about Wildcat, a lot of people consider this one of the worst, definitely one of the worst GCIs, but also one of the worst rides at Hershey Park. And the fact that the queue was completely filled, I actually wanted to end the year on Wildcat because, you know, like yet again, that was our first ride that we ever did with the 125 roller coaster. The fact that the queue was filled, there was no way, no way I was ever going to wait in line there. Pretty much the only thing that we've done 
was Hershey Park during this holiday season. The next part we usually talk about is, well, what's our hopes for the next month? Well, you know what? This is a good time to put in our second question. And that second question is, hey, Paul and Janine, you talk a lot about roller coasters, flat rides, and the food. How come you never mention the shows? Well, there's a reason for that, and it's very simple. Uh, We're not show people. It's pretty bad because a lot of these theaters look amazing, but when we're at an amusement park, it's very rare that we ever go to a show. Last year, we heard so much positivity about the Six Flags Great Adventure holiday show that was over, I guess it's over there by um, the Wonder Woman ride and uh, uh, Justice League, and people were raving about this show. Uh, In particular, Vince was talking about it. A lot of the Six Flags people were talking about this was a fantastic show. So when we went to holiday in the park last year, we went to that show and we kind of, you know, we we scooted towards the middle and we're all there in the bleachers. And within three minutes of that show starting, we regretted every second of being trapped there because we were in the middle of the bleacher. We couldn't just get up and go. It would be obvious, you know, we don't want to insult the actors and the actresses and the performers. So we actually sat through that show. It might have been a great show, but for us, we were looking the entire time watching Nitro go up the lift hill and thinking, why are we here? We should be jumping on Nitro. The only show that I remember ever really enjoying was at Hershey Park. And what I used to do historically was uh, my son, my daughter, and myself, we would go over to the sliders, which is now the Chick-fil-A. But we would go to the sliders. We would get the sliders and we'd sit down and we'd watch the Milkmen. We loved the Milkmen. And I also remember being younger, going down to Hershey Park over by the barbecue, over by Trailblazer. And they used to have a pretty good um, country show. And, you know, I'd let the kids, you know, enjoy that. But that's really about it. It is very rare that we go to shows. And uh, we have nothing against it. It's just not what we do. And who knows? It might be uh, eventually you might bring on somebody who actually enjoys the shows. And then we can have them talk uh, during one of the uh, break run conversations. Uh, I kind of like that name. Uh, let me know if you like it or not. I was thinking break run talk. It's kind of like, you know, when you sing on the break run, you have nothing to do because it's really slow dispatches. And you kind of turn to the people next to you and you start a conversation. That's kind of what the feel is going to be for that segment on the ERTs. But if you have a show that you like, leave it in the comments. You know, it's not that we have anything against shows. It's just not what we are. Now, we are starting to expand out and do some more special events. Uh, I know I've been to a couple Cedar Fairs Mardi Gras. Uh, I know myself and Janine have been to a few Ace events. I'm looking to sign up for East Coaster over at Hershey Park in uh, February. That's always been a fantastic event. We actually, Kai and I, did the Bush Gardens uh, Beer and Wine Festival earlier this year. So those kind of things I can see us. But if you're looking for show information, we just are not show people. All right, so the second part of the queue that we always talk about is we talked about what we did, not much, but what are we going to do? January is always kind of a tough month, so what I'm going to do is talk about um, targets that we have for the spring. This is basically January, February, and March. These are the targets that we're looking for. And of course, one of the big ones is the SeaWorld parks, and mainly because the opening of Iron Quasi, Pantheon, and Icebreaker. We are getting a lot of listeners, and we're hoping that we get an opportunity to uh, either go to the media days or they get like on these rides early on, especially Iron Quasi. I went to Bush Gardens uh, Tampa this year, and I was just blown away by the way this thing looked. Uh, Iceberg looked fantastic, and Pantheon just has me drooling. I mean, Pantheon, they just came out with that POV, and I have not seen anything like this, and I am so excited. And uh, another target that we have is literally Universal. I have never been to Universal. You know, Haggard's definitely caught my eye, but now with Velocicoaster and 
all the people raving about Velocicoaster, I really feel like I need to get on this ASAP. Now, the good part is I actually opened a branch office with my business down in Tampa. Uh, I think we became official in September, and I actually have some weddings down there in the winter. I have a February one, which I'm aiming to try to get on Universal, and then um, I have a March wedding, which I'm hoping that will also coincide with the opening of Quasi and Icebreaker so I can get down there. But really for the spring, those are the only real targets I have. Uh, the other thing that we do throughout this year is, and I actually put it in one of the polls, is this is the time of year when I start figuring out, okay, what passes are we going to get? What parks are we looking to do? And in the February queue, we're going to go over what the uh, major road trips are. But pass-wise, I feel like Six Flags with your Diamond Elite VIP, you don't want to lose those perks. So we're definitely going to be doing the, you know, we're definitely signing up again for Six Flags. We're going to get the main uh, meal plan like we always do. So that way, when I go to Darren Lake, I can get my food and all that. And myself and Gene are going to get the uh, Six Flags. The Cedar Fair uh, Plat Pass, I know I'm definitely doing it. Janine's days are a lot more limited, and I know she has no desire ever to go to Dorney. So really, the only reason to go would be for King's Dominion for her. Now, personally, I'm going to be going to King's Island. I'm going to go to Cedar Point. I might actually try to shoot out there and hit Valley Fair and a couple of these other Cedar Fair parks. Carowinds was fantastic this year, but I only got one ride on Fury, which is kind of sacrilegious, so I got to go back for that. My daughter has the King's Dominion pass, so we're figuring that between myself and her, we we should be able to have enough uh, bring a friend passes to get Janine in there. The next one is Bush Gardens. I'm the only one who has the Bush Gardens pass, and I'm definitely signing up again just because of Bush Gardens Tampa, SeaWorld, and of course Bush Gardens uh, Williamsburg. You know, these are parks that I'm going to be hitting a lot, especially every time I'm down in uh, the Florida area. I'm planning on definitely kicking back at the draft bar and having some beers while watching the wildlife go by. Montu is amazing. When Iron Quasi opens up, that's going to be fantastic. So that's a definite. The question mark one right now is Hershey Park. And because I had such a great time yesterday, I think I'm going to re-sign up, but I'm only going to do the full size. Right now, we're the king size, but looking at the king size benefits, it really does not, there's really no reason for me to go king size. And of course, I'm not going to get the meal plan this year, mainly because there's a Wendy's right there. So there's no re- I live so close. There's no reason for me to eat there uh, with the limited offerings that they have. Now, with that being said, real quick here, a shout out to the uh, Chocolatier. If you're looking for fine dining or if you're looking for some fantastic drinks, Chocolatier is where you want to go. And one last pass that has me really intrigued, and I think I'm going to fire away tonight, and I'm going to get it, which is the uh, IB Pass. So if you're not familiar, this is a gentleman named Gene Staples who actually saved three amusement parks in the last few years. Uh, he came in and rescued Indiana Beach, which is what the IB's for. He rescued Clementon Park, and he also rescued, it used to be called Fantasy Island, but now it's actually called Niagara Amusement Park or Center. I went on to the website there just to check out you know, what the status was of these parks, and they actually have a season pass there for about 60 bucks that actually gets you into all three parks. Now, Clementon Park... You know, really doesn't interest me until Hellcat gets uh, up and running. I might jump there earlier if uh, King Neptune's going. The one that, park that really intrigues me is 
Niagara, and that's mainly because it's right near where Devin goes to college, and we pass it every time. So I am going to get this pass because it makes sense for me because I can hit Clementon and get Hellcat. I can go to Niagara every time I go down there. And then also one of the major parks I want to hit in 2022 is uh, Indiana Beach. I've never been there. I've heard so many great things about this park, and I think I can kind of tie it into uh, a holiday world trip. So that's where we're looking to go there. So those are the different passes. And that's where I kind of, in January, I kind of start mapping out things. But, you know, I, I always lock down the passes. The last question for today, which is one that actually was put on our trimmedinstablepodcast.com uh, website there. And it comes from uh, Andy, who actually just won, what did he win? He won the Isle Wild Coffee Cut a Cup, uh, one of our winners from our uh, giveaways. And he asked, what do you consider or categorize the Hulk coaster uh, over at uh, SeaWorld Orlando? Uh, actually, at Universal Orlando. And this is a great question because the way we categorize the different coasters is what we think is the most dominant feature. Now, full disclosure, I've actually never ridden Hulk. Hopefully, I'm going to knock that out in February. Looking at it, it's basically between a launch coaster or a looping coaster. I'm going to I have to tell you that I'm leaning towards launched just because without the launch, it's kind of just a steel coaster because it's not a floorless because there's a floor. And it kind of fits into that category with Kumba and Wildfire where it's a looping coaster. But I really think the launch is where we're going to lean. But really, until I ride it, I'm not going to have a real strong opinion. So uh, that's one of those things that we're going to have to wait and see where everything uh, falls into place. So that's our cue. Our next episode is going to be on Tuesday, and it's going to be called the... Buckeye Battle. It's actually part three of our King's Island month. Uh, you know, we always do four episodes of these really big parks. And this is our third episode. And what this is, is basically we're going to compare and contrast Cedar Point to King's Island. They're two mega parks that are right in Ohio. And actually, they're both in the same chain, but they're totally different types of parks. So we're going to be discussing the ambiance, the staffing, of course, the coasters, the flat rides. You know, basically, we're going to compare and contrast them there. So it should be a very interesting episode. And then a week from today, we're going to do one more uh, coaster styles. And Janine will be there for this. We have it all lined up. I'm actually going to meet up with her and we're going to do this episode. And it's going to be called Hyperactive because we're going to be talking about the hyper coasters. And just a real quick uh, peek here. We actually have 17 different hyper coasters that we have ridden. So we're going to go over each one of those. Uh, We're not going to really get into the rankings because the following week after that, we kick off Ouch 2021. We're going to talk about the uh, coaster that uh, beat us up and all that. So definitely follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, We do polls all the time. We're going to be kicking off today is going to be uh, the coaster of the day. We're going to keep doing that. Uh, Every day we're going to add some new photos. And our uh, tag for that is 125 Roller Coaster. Uh, Twitter, we're still learning how to use Twitter. Uh, We have 10 followers, which we greatly appreciate there. But if you are a Twitter person, uh, we now have one at 125 Roller Coast. Definitely check out the YouTube channel. Uh, which, you know, just get some subscriptions. We have two people right now subscribed. Uh, we have 20, uh, 20 views. So we are really just starting out here. Really, the only thing on there 
is uh, the podcast, which, you know, of course, you're listening to it the way you want to listen to it, you know, where you will be adding some content. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards with everything we do, we want to kind of be original. And I really like what uh, Legend, Amali, and Hyde, and all those guys in, in the loop do with the walkthroughs. But the one thing I noticed is they're mostly the larger parks, and they're a lot of them are outdated. I actually was watching one today, and it was like three and a half years ago, and I'm like, I know this park's completely different. You know, they have a lot more people than us, but I know I'm doing a lot of trips. So definitely check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we do our prize giveaway. We're going to be uh, pulling two names this week because it is a holiday week, so we're going to have two winners. So when you go to our uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook, you can see the different prizes that we give away. We actually give options of three. Now, of course, we're giving away two, so we have options of six different prizes. We just filled up some new Hershey merchandise. That was one of the reasons why I went there yesterday was get uh, three more things with uh, Hershey Park on there. Uh, I know we have a Skyrush shot glass that we're going to be giving away soon, a magnet. We also have socks. Yeah, we try to do some unique different giveaways. How do you uh, get entered, you might ask? Well, what you want to do is uh, by voting in our polls, you get uh, one entry for the weekly drawing. If you follow us on Twitter or if you leave a comment or, you know, DM us and stuff like that, you actually get three permanent. By permanent, we mean we don't take them out every week. You get three permanent entries. If you rank us on Spotify, hint, 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 if you rank us on Spotify or if you you follow us on trendandstablepodcast.com, you get five permanent ones. And then if you go on Podcast Addict or Podchasers or CastBox or Apple Podcasts and you write a review, you're going to get 10 permanent uh, entries into our giveaways. So many different parks. We have stuff from Dorney Park. We have stuff from Hurricane Harbor, Six Flags Great Adventure, Seabreeze, Kennywood, uh, Hershey Park, Dollywood. We have so many different parks that we, every time we go, we buy between 25 to 50 worth of merchandise every uh, visit to uh, give away. So we always have new stuff coming in. We have Iron Quasi stuff, uh, Montu, Time Traveler, uh, so many different Steel Vengeance. I'm looking at some here for Steel Vengeance. So we have a ton of giveaways. We want to thank everybody for supporting us. Uh, if you have any ideas for ERTs, please let us know. My name is Paul, and I'm going to see you in the queue in 2022.